The Backpacking Experience is sponsored by Sawyer. Spend any time on the trail and chances are you are already using a Sawyer water filter or someone in your group has a Sawyer hollow fiber water filter. It used to be that the best filters for backpacking were pump style filters that required a lot of maintenance and were bulky and heavy. Then came along Sawyer with the classic squeeze filter, an ultralight hollow fiber filter capable of filtering 99.9999999, you get the idea, of bacteria and protozoa from any water source, giving you clean and happy water for your time out on the trail. I've been using Sawyer filters for the past five or six years and stand behind the reliability and trust to provide clean water while in the backcountry. Check out Sawyer.com for all of their water filter options. If you've listened to the podcast before, you know Art of the Trek is a great place to plan your backpacking trips. Our friends at Art of the Trek are working hard to research and add campsites, trailheads, and scenic locations to their public map. The good news is that you can now add your own points of interest to the map and help your fellow adventurers plan their trips. If you have a favorite campsite, trailhead, or scenic location that you'd like to share with others, head over to artofthetrek.com, turn on some points of interest from the overlays menu, and select the orange plus sign at the bottom of your screen to help your fellow hikers plan the best trips possible. If you contribute at least a dozen or so of these, they'll be happy to send you a free swag bag. So check out artofthetrek.com or follow other links in the show notes for Art of the Trek. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Backpacking Experience podcast. Man, I'm so glad that everybody's here today. It's been a few weeks since I've uploaded a new episode, but I have a great episode today that I've been looking forward to sharing for some time. Catherine Gregory joins me on this episode to talk about what it's like to basically leave everything behind, buy a truck and a camper, and travel full time. I first got to know Catherine through her YouTube channel and watching her various backpacking trip videos through California, Utah, Washington, and other areas. And following Catherine on her full-time travel journey has been a lot of fun. And she's visiting some amazing places and sharing her experiences in a really creative way. I definitely recommend visiting her YouTube channel to see what she's up to as she travels across the Western United States. Catherine, when you hear this, thank you for finding time in your schedule to chat with me and sharing your experiences with all of us. Thank you for listening today, and here is the conversation with Catherine Gregory. Well, everybody, I've got Catherine Gregory on the show tonight. Catherine, I know it's a late night for you and I both, yeah. uh, but thank you so much for being here and this is one of the, I think, the first remote recording where I've had a guest recording from a remote location. And uh, it's pretty cool. So yeah, thanks for being here. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate you asking me to be on the show. I'm stoked. Yeah, I've been following uh, your YouTube experience and channel for uh, quite a while now. I feel like several years and have watched uh, your your channel grow and your uh, just different types of trips that you've gone on. And now what I want to talk about primarily through this conversation we're going to have is the fact that you're out like traveling full time in a camper and a truck, right? That's right. Yes. And I also am a fan of your channel as well. So oh, <laughs> I appreciate that <laughs> for a long time too. Um, but yeah, I am. I'm uh, living out on the road full time. I've got my little rig here and I'm uh, currently uh, camped out in Sedona out on some BLM land. And that's where, uh, that's where I'm rec uh, recording this with you. That's awesome. I was just going to say, maybe paint the setting for us a little bit since you're not sitting in a, in a, in a bedroom or an office somewhere recording, like you're out on BLM land. Like what's the scene like? Well, it's really beautiful. I mean, I'm surrounded by these, you know, red rock mountains here in Sedona and uh, I'm up on a mesa, which is really cool. Um, it is a little bit of a popular area and 
you know, just before I started to record this webcast, um, some campers pulled up behind me and were kind of <laughs> chatting loudly, um, whereas it's been very quiet the past three nights. So it's kind of Murphy's Law, but it's really beautiful. Um, I've seen, you know, hot air balloons uh, flying all around in the morning, and I've gotten some amazing shots of that. And you know, the other day it was raining and there were rainbows all around. And I mean, it's just been some interesting weather and uh, it's just, it's a beautiful place here. So I get to, that's one thing that's really cool is I get to experience so many different types of terrain and um, weather. And it's just, uh, it's really cool. It's a very unique way to live. That's for sure. Man, that's, that's so, so cool. And I'm, pretty jealous if I'm being honest. (laughs) I've always, me personally, have wanted to kind of jump into that van life experience or that, that traveling experience. My wife and I, uh, we, we took some time before we had kids and, uh, we didn't necessarily travel as much as we wanted to, uh, when we were first married, but now as we've gotten older, but we have young kids, it's like, oh man, we really should have like taken that opportunity. And I'm a, a little bit jealous of, being able to watch you just, I mean, this year, it seems like you've been all the way from Wyoming to Utah, out to the Olympic Peninsula in Washington, and now all the way down to Arizona. That's, that's a lot of miles. Yeah, it is. Um, Yeah, I've moved around the West quite a bit. And uh, I prefer the West. Um, I would have loved to have made it up to Alaska this year, but with everything going on in the world, that wasn't possible. So yeah, when uh, everything went into lockdown, I got stuck in California and for about two months. So I didn't take off until May. But once I did take off, I just kind of went full bore and I've been all over all over the West. So it's been awesome. So when was it that you went and, and we're going to jump into this a lot more detail, mm-hmm. uh, cause I want to like go back and talk to talk a little bit more about who you are and your background and stuff. Uh, but when did you start like, your full-time travel, like leave, leaving home and in the truck and camper full-time? Uh, that was in May of 2019. And okay. yeah, I, I basically sold everything, sold or got rid of everything wow. that I own, um, except for what I could fit in my rig. And I mean, I have very few things stored with family and friends. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I basically said goodbye to everything and, and hit the road. I, I don't have a home to go back to. I don't have a home base. Um, you know, I do go visit family and you kind of jump around and couch surf over the holidays just to be home during the holidays. Um, but no, I'm, I'm completely on the road full time. This is it. This is my home. This look I'm sitting in right now is my home. <laughs> that's amazing. What a what a cool, cool opportunity. I guess I want to ask though, like what's the what's the background? What what was life like for you prior to uh taking this leap and traveling full time? Uh I mean what were you doing professionally and what what events in your life led up to going, getting to this point that you are traveling and having all these cool experiences? Well, I actually had a full-time career. I was a marketing director uh, for a lighting and electrical company and as well as a freelance photographer. So um, I lived in Southern California. That explains a lot of (laughs) photos and video. Yeah. Yeah. So I did have a background in photography when I started videography, but videography is was there was a big learning curve. It was very different. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I born and raised in Southern California and I had a nice career. I worked for, um, that company for 11 years and, uh, <clears throat> lived in San Clemente, right by the ocean. And, um, everything was great, you know, on paper. Um, but I, you know, was feeling just sort of, trapped and kind of like I was going through the motions and I I actually didn't discover the mountains and backpacking and hiking until later in life. And I didn't really discover that until 2015. Um, When I went up to the Sierra with a friend, uh, they were doing some sort of work. I can't remember what, and they were busy. So I just 
took my camera and just started kind of cruising around up there. And that's the first time I really discovered the mountains. And I was like, wow, (laughs) (laughs) what, what the heck? I mean, this, it was magical. So I started, you know, kind of deviating from spending so much time at the beach because I, my um, main subject matter in photography was surf, surfing. So I was kind of an action for photographer. I um, shot for a couple different surf magazines. And uh, once I discovered the mountains, I just felt myself being drawn to them more and more and um, wanting to shoot surf less and less. <laughs> so, um <laughs> you know, back in 2015, I just, I, I would drive up to this year pretty much every weekend. I would just, it was like a weekend warrior, just drive up there. It was mainly photography missions and I didn't really even camp yet. So I'd get kind of hotel rooms and that sort of thing. Um, but then I decided that I wanted to get deeper into the mountains. And so I got more interested in hiking and it just started with day hiking and then eventually backpacking. But once I did get into backpacking and I started going on, you know, more and more backpacking trips and adventures, um, I was very limited in with time because I had, even though I had worked for the company for so long, there was a cap on how much paid time off I had, uh, had, and, uh, I only got, and it was capped at 15 days and it didn't matter how many more years I was going to work for the company. All I got was 15 days. I mean, they were a great company and I still actually do freelance digital marketing for them from the road. Um, I loved everybody there, but it was just more and more difficult to come back from these adventures that I was going on. Um, and, you know, ha- have no more time, you know, to, to complete these adventures. And I didn't really realize that, I didn't know until a few years ago that people were out here doing this and living this sort of a lifestyle. And I didn't know it was an option until just a couple of years ago. And once I discovered that, I just, the wheels were turning, you know, and I started thinking, well, how can I do this too? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's how it all kind of started. And then I just started putting the wheels in motion. I just started, you know, saving up money and, trying to determine what kind of rig I would get. And I mean, even in the beginning, I didn't know whether I was going to really pull it off, you know? Um, But it just kind of snowballed. You know, I just, I thought life is too short. You know, I don't want to leave this earth with regrets and I at least have to try it. And luckily I was in a position that, you know, my company did not want me to leave. I mean, they were, they, they really didn't want me to leave. So I knew that, if it failed for whatever reason, they would welcome me back. Um, and they tried to after six months, but I said, I'm not done yet. And I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when I will be done, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm loving it so far. Yeah. And I, I know that uh, obviously the YouTube aspect is an important part of your travels because you're going on trips and you're sharing how you're living this lifestyle and I think if if the way that I have followed uh, when you bought the truck, bought the camper, and then started full time, and to now, like that part of the lifestyle and sharing your travels and such has grown pretty substantially. And is that like a a motivating factor to to keep doing it, to be able to share what you're experiencing and and seeing with all of not only your subscribers, but people that just happen upon what you're sharing out there in the public. Absolutely. Um, being a creative person, you know, making the videos is kind of an extension of my photography. And, you know, I, I really take great pride in making the videos and I always want to learn and always want to progress in what I'm doing. Um, and, you know, my channel didn't start out to be what it is now, but, um, I, for me, I think the most rewarding part of what I'm doing is sharing what I'm out here doing. And a lot of people that watch the channel just don't have the opportunity to, you know, some of them can't even go out and hike, you know, and, or some of them can't travel for whatever reason. And especially now with everything that's going on in the world, it's much more difficult. And I, you know, I've heard from so many people that 
my videos have touched in some way or are living vicariously through what I'm doing out here. And that has been probably the most rewarding thing about making the videos. Um, and, but it also, it, it motivates me as well to um, be more active and, and get to more places and do more things. And so, and it kind of pushes me to do that. Whereas I could be lazy and, you know, <laughs> just lay around <laughs> my paper all day or, you know, yeah. um, so it's been, it's been awesome, actually. It's, it's been, you know, it's had a, an effect on me that I hadn't expected. So. Yeah. That's pretty amazing to hear. Yeah. I think I, I want to dig into what is allowing you to get around and, and travel to all these places and, and be active. I know what you're driving, uh, but what, what is your, your rig? What's your setup and how is it working out for you? Do you have any regrets about not going with a sprinter van or something like that for this kind of travel and lifestyle or what, uh, what has that been like for you? Not at all. Um, I have a, I, I researched it quite a bit. And for those of you who don't know, I drive a, uh, Chevy Silverado 2,500 HD diesel truck. Um, it's a four wheel drive and it, I have a Lance, um, 825 light camper. Uh, it's a cab over truck camper and it's a two, it's a 2000. And then my truck is a 2002. So they're both old. (laughs) Um, My truck's got a lot of miles on it, but diesel trucks, if you take care of them run for a very long time. And, you know, I did a lot of research as to what kind of rig I wanted to get. And because of my backpacking lifestyle, I definitely wanted something that was going to be able to get me into some of these remote areas because as many backpackers know, uh, a lot of the trailheads start way into the backcountry and you've got to drive some sometimes pretty gnarly roads to get to these places. So I definitely wanted something with high clearance and that was going to be able to get me into these remote locations. Um, so I did a little bit of research and I just thought that this was the best fit for me. And the other thing that was really important to me is I wanted a bathroom and a shower. (laughs) (laughs) I have a, I have a little bathroom and a shower in here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I have no regrets over my choice and I can stand up in here, which is another important thing. Some rigs you can't even stand, you know, you have to walk outside to stand up. So there were a lot of factors in that went into choosing this rig and, so far, I do not regret my decision. So I guess anybody listening would be able to go to your YouTube channel and see kind of like a, a rig walk around and see what your setup is like as reference for what we're talking about. Yes, absolutely. Um, I do have a rig tour video and I actually shot that video. I mean, I left my house. I think it was May 1st and I went to directly to a campground and I shot that video, I think like May 2nd or 3rd of 2019. So it was right when I hit the road. I am actually thinking of doing another one because I have a lot of new subscribers and people that aren't going to go back and watch that old one, but it is available on my, on my uh, channel. Now, if you'd like to, if anyone would like to watch it. Awesome. Well, and to go back a little bit, you talked about, rough roads. I'm curious, <laughs> not all listeners are going to know uh, what this road is, is like, but how'd the, how'd the rig do on the hole in the rock road Oh um, my gosh! to get down to Coyote Gulch? <laughs> I will never take it on that road again. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I had, um, I, the last time I did Coyote Gulch, I had my knees drive because I said, there's no way. It was like putting this thing through a seven point earthquake for 32 miles. Each way, each way. <laughs> I had things break and fly out of the cupboards and it was, it was not good. <laughs> and oh, so for anybody who doesn't know, I mean, that road is like a major washboard road. It's, it's gnarly for, for about 30 miles. <laughs> yeah. I know people that have driven that road as careful as you possibly can drive it and have had flat tires and (laughs) just it's brutal. It just beats up your vehicles. And so I can't imagine having a, 
a, a camper in the in the bed of the truck and all all of your things bouncing around back there. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty at all. <laughs> it was worth it. I mean, the payoff was worth it for the hike. But yeah, I I would definitely uh, make other arrangements uh, getting back into that area again. Yeah, so now that you've been able to kind of travel all over the western states and see some amazing, amazing things and drive your your truck to some incredible places to do these backpacking trips that uh, a lot of people have as their their bucket list kind of things. Like, is there a particular area that has been uh, like overwhelmingly memorable or stand out to you and, and why has that been? That yeah. Way? Yeah. I mean, I would definitely say, I mean, I love both Wyoming and Montana and I've kind of, you know, gone back and forth as to which one I like better, but, and I think right now I'm leaning more towards, uh, Wyoming because it has one of my favorite mountain ranges currently. And, uh, that is the wind river range. So I got to do, a trip there last year and then also another one this year. I was supposed to do two this year, but one was canceled due to uh smoke from all the wildfires. But um mm. it uh it is just absolutely amazing in there and just it's mind-blowingly beautiful and very rugged. Um but just absolutely stunning. And not only does it have the Wind River Range, but it also has the Teton Range and um, Yellowstone, which is one of my favorite places. Um, I know the winters there are really brutal, so I'd probably want to travel somewhere warmer during the winter months. If I were to ever settle down somewhere, that might be one, <laughs> that might be a consideration, but yeah, I mean, I would definitely say Wyoming and Montana are probably two of my favorite places. You know, Wyoming, Montana has glacier, which I love, and it's just beautiful there as well. So um, yeah, definitely those places stand out for me. I, uh, I, I went to, to Glacier in 2016 or 2015 and, uh, have just ever since wanted to go back and, and visit Glacier like every, every year. It hasn't happened, but yeah, that place is just stunning. Did you backpack it when you went? Uh, unfortunately, no, we did the, the touristy kind of thing we we drove up from salt lake city and spent three days up in the park and just did the we did a few a few different hikes but yeah once i realized the amount of backpacking opportunities there i was like why have i not been up there already (laughs) yeah well it's not going anywhere and you definitely should do it because it's it's amazing um have you ever backpacked in grizzly country uh kind of not (laughs) Yes and no. Well, make some time to do it because you'll you'll regret it. (laughs) Yeah. So you mentioned though, I want to, I want to talk about the wildfires and how that has adjusted things for you. Cause you talked about a trip was basically canceled for you because of the smoke. And we know that the wildfires uh, this year have been uh, pretty historic and uh, I mean, just the amount of acreage that has burned is insane. Like how, how has that changed the, the trips that you've been planning for backpacking as well as just your, where you've been able to drive and find places to stay? Well, it's definitely affected me. Um, I hate to even say that though, because it's affected other people far worse and people that don't have the ability to pick up and move and try right. to avoid it. Um, right. so, you know, my thoughts and my heart goes out to all those people. Um, but I definitely had to move around and, you know, just make, you know, very quick decisions as to what I'm going to do and just try to, I've been paying a lot of attention to, I had to pay a lot of attention to smoke maps and, just kind of see where it's bad, but that can change at any time with the wind. Um, but yeah, I had a big trip in another big trip. So I did a six day trip in the wind river range. Um, I did the, uh, Cirque of the towers loop and that was really awesome. And then I had another big trip after that, a five day trip, uh, that I was supposed to do a couple days later start. Um, but the smoke had rolled in and you really couldn't see anything. So, at that point, I just kind of thought, where, where to next? And so I saw Washington looked clear. So I, 
you know, made a beeline for Washington and thought I'd, you know, backpack in the Cascades. And I got one trip in there before the smoke inundated Washington as well. Um, so then I had to head to the, I decided to head to the rainforest cause I thought, well, you know, you're not going to have big views in there, so it's not really going to matter. Um, but I mean, even just breathing the smoke was terrible. So I did go to the, uh, you know, Olympic peninsula at that point. And, um, you know, then this, it just, I just kept trying to avoid it. <laughs> I went to Oregon, um, because I saw Oregon had cleared up along the coast. And so I did get some clear days there and managed to do a backpacking trip at Crater Lake. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I've just had to keep moving, you know, <laughs> just to try to outrun the smoke any chance I get. What other types of tools or, or things are you using to be able to know where you can go and, and to be able to like travel safely, basically? Um, well, as far as like the smoke goes or just. Yeah, just like, I mean, you talked about the smoke maps, but what yeah. other kinds of things are you using to be able to, to find places to, to be able to stay? And because I can you've, you've talked about this in some of your, in some of your videos about the cost of staying in campgrounds and and that kind of stuff. But I can't imagine that being out there full time and deciding, well, yeah, I'm going to go out to the Olympic peninsula. Like, how do you know where you're going to stay and find a place to, to park and sleep for the night and just that kind of stuff? Okay. Well, as far as like avoiding the smoke, like I said, I found this, um, just a website that was like a, it's called blog spot or something like that, where I could actually pull up a map and it showed me the air quality of, you know, the different, all basically the whole United States. And so I was able to kind of just pay real close attention to that and travel wherever the air quality was decent. And then as far as finding camping, I use an app called about 95% of the time I use it app called Campendium and I'm not sponsored by them in any way, um, <laughs> but it, you know, you can pull it up on your phone and you can put the area that you're going to, and it will give you basically all types of camping in that area, whether it be, you know, an RV park or a, you know, uh, forest service land or BLM land or, you know, a rest stop. I mean, they'll even give you rest stops or Walmarts that you can go sleep at. Um, so in general, I try to determine where I'm going to camp before I even travel to a destination because I don't want to get there and be just kind of like, well, where am I going? You know? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I do try to figure out, you know, where I'm traveling in advance and I don't like driving at night. So I also try to make sure that whatever traveling I'm going to be doing, I can do in the daylight. And then that way, if I get someplace and I don't like the camp spot or it doesn't feel right, or I have a bad vibe or something like that, I have time to find a plan B. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that, that's been a, a major tool that I've used. And like, even in the Olympics, I found this place for, I think it was $5 a day. It was on somebody's private property but it was right. I mean, you drove up and you could, you could park your rig right on the Ho river. I mean, you, you could drive right onto the little beach Oh <laughs> and man, it was $5 a day. And I mean, you had the Ho river outside your window. So, I mean, it's luckily in the Western United States, we have lots of public lands, um, lots of forest service lands, fish and wildlife game lands that are free that are available to us that we can camp and for free. And like the place I'm at right now, there's a 14 day limit. It's free. Um, so it's dry camping. So, you know, luckily I'm self-contained with my rig and I have a bathroom and as long, you know, I, if I can find a dump station, which actually I just looked one up today so I can go dump my black tanks and it's only, there's one that's 14 miles away. They don't, usually they're closer, but here in Sedona, for whatever reason, um, they don't have one real close. Maybe the local RV park would allow me to for a fee, which a lot of times they will. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's free and I can stay here for up to 14 days. So lots of the different, um, 
public lands and, and places like that, they have a limit as to how long you can stay. Cause otherwise you just have people come out here and live here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. They don't want people squatting. <laughs> exactly. And, and the, the uh, U S forest service guys come, they've come by every day in their truck and, and they write. So they're paying attention. They're paying attention, but That's it's awesome. Good. It's awesome that we have these lands available to us. Yeah, so I guess that that moves into another topic that I want to discuss, and that is just around overall safety. Um, I can I can imagine that there's maybe members of your family or friends that when you decided to move into this lifestyle and uh, you're out there by yourself and going to all of these uh, unknown places and not really knowing exactly what your travel plans are, that kind of stuff. Like how do you manage safety? And I mean, that's everything from keeping your, your uh, truck and your rig maintained so that it uh, protects you and all of that, but also uh, to strangers and humans and even animals. Like, do you employ like a safety plan? Did you put together a plan that, has all of these contingencies of things that if this happens, you do this. Like, obviously I don't want you to share specifics that would give any, <laughs> anybody listening like, Oh, now I know what her safety plan is. You know right. what I mean? But yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I definitely have things that I have inside my rig that I can utilize to protect myself. Um, and I, I obviously check in with my family you know, they always know where I'm going. Um, I always tell them my route and whenever I land, I let them know where I am. And if I have service, I'll share my location through like Apple maps. Um, if I don't have service, I have a Garmin, uh, inReach mini and I have, um, it's a two-way messaging, uh, communicator. So I'm able to check in with family and I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm here. This is where I am. So they always have my GPS coordinates. They always know where I'm going, how long I'm going to be there. And, um, so there's never any time that they're not aware of where I am. Um, as far as, you know, if I, if I pull in someplace and I don't feel comfortable, if I have any kind of weird vibe whatsoever, I will leave. But quite honestly, like I felt really safe out here. I mean, I've not really had any time that I felt, you know, in danger from a human or an animal or anything else. Um, in fact, I, I feel like I'm probably safer out here than I am than I, you know, was when I was living in the city or in, in the town that I was in. Um, you know, at least, you know, in the, in towns and places like that, you know, people can watch your moves and they can see you coming and going and, you know, they can kind of track you better, but, you know, I'm constantly moving. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I just, it's interesting. I have a lot of people ask me about that and are concerned for me. And that's, you know, um, not necessarily my family. I mean, I know they worry, but I think it's more strangers that, you know, think, you know, I hear a lot. I get comments on my channel all the time, you know, you're crazy being out there by yourself. And, you know, (laughs) honestly, I don't, I don't feel that way. A lot of people are out here living this way. And I mean, like last night, I actually met this really cool lady. She was, um, camped, you know, right behind me and she's like cycling all around the world and she's out here doing it by herself too. And so you meet some really cool people. (laughs) Um, you know, I don't know, hopefully that answers your question. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's great. I, uh, I have a, a, a former coworker of mine that she ventured out into the van life, uh, lifestyle as well. And, she worked uh, for the Forest Service, uh, wildland firefighter for uh, the whole summer, and now she's milking her savings. And uh, she bought an old uh, ambulance and awesome. uh, is living in an old ambulance that she built out, uh, like a lot of the vans are. But yeah, the the safety thing, and the reason I bring her up is because it's been interesting for 
for me to see how she's been deliberate about how she shares on like her Instagram and stuff. Like, Hey, I'm in this spot, but I'm not going to tell you where I'm at until I'm leaving or I have already left because I don't want people to know where I'm at and that kind of thing. So I always find that it's interesting in the year of 2020, just the, the day and age that we're in now of how easy like it is to not really think about that kind of stuff, but that it is important when you're traveling by yourself and to be, to be smart and considerate of, of that for your, for your own safety, even though like it, I'm glad you touched on that because that is something that I pay attention to as well. Like I don't share on social social media when I'm currently at a spot. I don't geotag any of my posts, you know, and I try to not, you know, share anything until I've left that location. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to show, I don't like, I won't want, you know, I wouldn't show, I wouldn't post anything around this campground right now, you know, just because somebody might recognize it, you know, and (laughs) out here and find me. So they're, you know, they're not going to see that until I'm gone, you know? So yeah, she's smart to do that. And that's something that I do as well. You just never know. So speaking of, of people, I want to dig into uh, any like really neat, experiences you've had of meeting people on the road or even on the trail, or I know that, uh, a lot of your backpacking trips have been solo, but some of the trips I know you've uh, met up with some, some people, I don't know if you like know them previously, or it was just kind of like a random meetup and then you're on a trip with, with a new friend, but what has it been like to, to meet people on the road and, and, any really cool experiences that you've had? Oh, it's been awesome. I mean, definitely the people that I've backpacked with in like the last couple of years have been people that I've, you know, not old friends. I mean, I really don't have any friends that backpack. So it's been people that I've met through this lifestyle and through actually through my channel as well. Um, So, you know, I've pretty much vetted people out. And I think I'm a pretty good judge of character. And, you know, I have a lot of communication prior to meeting up with them, or at least know a friend that's also backpacked with them and knows them. But um, yeah, I've uh, met some very cool people. Um, It's I've met a lot of people, just random people on the trail too, that have said hello. And it's that's been an interesting aspect as well. So, you know, um, People that just say, hey, I know you. <laughs> That's been really cool. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's opened up a whole new world to me as far as people that enjoy the same sort of a lifestyle that I do and share the same passion. And um, that, that's that been very, very cool because, like I said, you know, most of my friends that I either grew up with or friends that I had before setting out on this journey um, aren't really into the same, same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're not, they're not the outdoor enthusiasts that I am. So, but everybody's very supportive and they're just like, wow, I wish I had your courage or whatever. So I'm just like, well, you can do it <laughs> if you want to do it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've, I've met a lot of amazing people. So I'm really grateful for that. As far as like a one individual instance that I could think of, I don't, I don't know that I, I have anything like that. It's just been a collective of very cool moments and, and cool people. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Do you find though that you and you prefer to be like out solo backpacking or is that primarily just a byproduct of, uh, the lifestyle that you're living currently? Um, I don't, I would say that I don't, prefer to be solo. I I actually prefer having company. Um, It's a byproduct of, you know, just not always having somebody available to go backpack with me. However, having said that, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. I kind of like that I can just go at my own pace and just, I don't really have anybody to worry about or, you know, make sure they're having a good time or, you know, that sort of a thing. And also because I film a lot of my hikes, um, I can get a lot more creative when I'm out there by myself. So, so it's not, you know, I, I do enjoy it, but I wouldn't say that I prefer it. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Cause I, I fall pretty similar to, to you in that aspect. I decided a year or two ago that I was going to, okay, I'm going to go on as many solo trips as possible because it'll just be easier. And I don't have to like try to coordinate things with people. And I found even as introverted as I am, that if I've, if I've one or two people with me, that is like the ideal uh, amount of social interaction for being out in on a trip that I enjoy the most. And I have found that I don't know that I, unless it's a forced situation, I really want to go on a solo trip anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, there's obviously the safety aspect of just, you know, I think more or less getting hurt or something like that, just having another person with you, you know, is obviously ideal, you know, if something like that were to happen. Um, so I try to, if I am going to go out solo, just make sure I'm not going to be doing anything too crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I, and it also, the other thing though, with backpacking with people is that you, you know, it's, you want to make sure that you're with people that you're going to click with. So that's not always easy. <laughs> yeah. So, but so I, I get what you're saying about keeping it to a small group because, and that's definitely my rule of thumb as well. I, I don't really, I probably wouldn't want to go with more than three people, three or four people, unless it's grizzly country, then the more the merrier. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Well, so I've got two uh, like kind of final questions. Sure. to ask you uh, to kind of wrap up this this conversation. But the, the first question is any advice now that, I mean, you're what, like almost 18 months or so into this journey and you've been able to see so many amazing things, like just being able to see all of the, the videos and the places that you've been able to, to travel, like it's it's really incredible and it's inspiring. And I mean, you talked about that, earlier that, I mean, there's people that are not in a position to be able to, to even go out and hike and get out of the house and that kind of thing. And it's, it's truly inspiring and very, very cool what you're doing, sharing just beautiful art pieces, really, because oh, so much, I mean, your videos are not necessarily vlog style. It's very uh, cinematic of sharing the scene and what you're experiencing. And I, I think that draws a lot of people to uh, watch your videos. But the the question that I'm getting at, this is a very roundabout way to get to what I'm trying to ask is, I'm, I guarantee that you have inspired other people to take the leap to leave their careers and go travel and try something different. Like what advice, here's the question. <laughs> what what advice do you have for people that are on the cusp of like, oh, I really would like to do this, but I don't know if I can. How what what would you say to to help people that are in that position to just go for it? Well, first of all, thank you so much. And yeah, I definitely try to make my videos more about the scenery and the location rather than myself. So I, I appreciate you, you know, your comments and your kind words on that. Um, as far as what advice I would have for people, um, I would just say, go for it. I mean, if you're thinking about it and it's something that you really want to do, you can do it, you know, don't, don't let fear hold you back. Um, you know, I let fear control a lot of decisions in my life and, you know, um, just it's possible. It's possible. And, and take the fear part out of it and just know that you can do it. Um, you know, research and make sure that it's something that you, you know, feel that you can do and po potentially even try, try it out, you know, Go small, go small and maybe rent a rig or rent. They have all these kinds of vans that you can rent now. Maybe go on a small trip, see if you can handle it, you know, see if you That's actually a great idea. See if you actually like the lifestyle first. And um, you know, but don't feel that you can't do it. I mean, just put the wheels in motion and before you know it, you know, you'll probably be out here <laughs> doing <it. laughs> kind of what happened with me. I mean, it just, it really snowballed. I, I 
planned for about a year and I was out, I was out here, you know? So I was very doubtful that people would support me in my decision. And, uh, you know, to my surprise, they supported me. Even my boss, my boss was like, I'm envious of you. I'm proud of you, you know, because like I said before, life is short, you know, and you got to live it the way that you want to live it. And it doesn't necessarily have to be doing the nine to five job and, you know, the white picket fence. And, you know, it could be out here with, you know, the, the world as your backyard. And, you know, it's not always sunshine and rainbows. And I don't want to paint a picture that it's, you know, perfect out here all the time. Um, I want to be realistic about it because, you know, there are times when it can be lonely and you miss your family or, you know, you're, you don't know where to go next and you're anxious about that and deciding what to do and where to go next. But, you know, to me, the payoff and uh, is far outweighs anything negative that there is out here. So I just say, if you're going to, if you think you can, if you think it's something that you want to do, go for it. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel inspired now. I'm ready to go, (laughs) go on a trip. Well, I was going to tell you, you know, I mean, you can, you know, you're, you and your wife can do it when your kids are older, you know, life's not over once they leave the nest, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So the, the final question, which is a a totally different topic, (laughs) but, uh, this wouldn't be a, a backpacking podcast without talking about a little bit of backpacking gear. And I know you don't share this, uh, too much on your, on your channel. Uh, like I said, a lot of your, your videos are just focused on what the trip is and, and the location, but, uh, I'm sure there are people that are curious what, what's in Catherine's backpack. <laughs> what's a general breakdown of, of the gear that you take with you on your trips? Okay. Do you want like specific brands and everything or do you, um, if, if you want, but it can just be a quick, a quick breakdown. Well, I'll just say, first of all, that I'm not a gearhead, So I really, I, I, keep my gear until it falls apart and I need something new. So I've had the same backpack for the last five seasons. I've had the same tent for the last five seasons. So um, I really don't change anything out unless it's like absolutely not working for me or I want, you know, maybe to go a little bit lighter, but, you know, I carry an Osprey Aura 65 liter pack. And, you know, it's funny. I have people tell me all the time, your pack looks huge. (laughs) (laughs) So I, you know, and it does, but I'm a small framed person. So keep that in mind, but um, it is a big pack. So I think, you know, probably I will, it is getting a little bit beat up and I am thinking of going a little lighter. I haven't figured out what I would get yet. So that's my pack. And then I have a big Agnes Fly Creek UL2 tent. It's a two-person tent. And um, I like having the extra room and the extra space in there. I like to pull everything in at night, including my backpack. And in a pinch, I could, you know, have a guest in there if there was an emergency. And um, let's see, I have a big Agnes, uh, Roxy Ann uh, 15 uh, sleeping bag. And, uh, I'm not thrilled with that. So I'm actually pro- thinking about changing that out and maybe mm. going with a quilt or something like that. And I have a Thermarest, uh, Neo Air X Therm sleeping pad. So that's my sleep set. And, uh, I have a Toke 700 milliliter pot. I like that because it's light. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a great pot. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. I had a GSI, um, pinnacle, uh, soloist, I think before that, but that was really heavy. So that's something that I changed out. Um, let's see. I have a pocket rocket stove, um, a sea to summit spork. And I use the, my water filtration system right now. I'm just using the be free, uh, uh, catadine be free mm-hmm. filter. And thank you for your video on how to properly, um, clean it afterwards. Cause I was getting, that same problem with clogging. And now that I know how to actually, you know, you were, your video was very helpful. <laughs> oh yeah. With like the vinegar rinse and yeah. Showing me how to yeah. and everything. Well, so thanks. <laughs> that could work 
really well since then. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I don't know that that's, that's basically it. I usually just wear the same clothes every day. So I don't pack any extra clothes except for sleeping clothes. I do like to change into sleeping, different sleeping clothes, nice, clean clothes and clean socks. And, uh, that's, that's the, uh, the big three would be those items. My tent. Awesome. Yeah. 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 It sounds, it sounds like a great kit. And I mean, with, yeah, I don't have a huge closet like you do, Devin. Like, I was just going to say with, with limit, limited space that you've got. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my stuff fits into a plastic tub <laughs> in the uh, cab of my truck, and that's that's it. So. Oh, that's excellent. Well, very cool. Why don't you uh, share how listeners can uh, find you on social media or contact you or uh, any any way that you want to uh, share your YouTube channel and that kind of stuff. Yeah. My YouTube channel is just my name and it's Catherine Gregory, Catherine with a C C A T H E R I N E. And yeah, I, my, it's not just backpacking. I do, you know, backpacking, hiking, day hikes, just sometimes just driving, showing the fall color. Like when I just did, um, I don't really want to pigeon my hole myself into just one topic. So it's kind of, it's all outdoors related though. So there, there's that. Um, I do have an Instagram. It's cat G photo. Um, you can find me on Instagram and I do have a website, which is Catherine Gregory adventures.com. And, um, you can actually email me through my website, uh, as well. So, um, and I do have a Facebook, uh, Catherine Gregory adventures page as well. So, there you have it. Very, very cool. So if people have questions about uh, van life type of travel and or backpacking related uh, for women and that kind of stuff, they can reach out to you? Yeah. You know, if they're patient as far as, you know, me getting back to them, then yes. <laughs> right, because you might not always have service yeah. or you're out on a trip. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, I do try to respond to people. So Awesome. Um, yeah, definitely. If you have questions, let me know. Well, I really appreciate you taking time. I know it's probably past bedtime for <laughs> both of us, but I really do appreciate you you taking time. I know it can be difficult and it took us a, a little while to schedule a, a time to get together, but I really, really do appreciate you uh, sharing your experience and uh, hopefully it inspires others to get out there. Well, I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. I, the, I appreciate the invitation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you have a wonderful night and we'll chat with you soon. You as well. Thanks. If you want to follow Catherine on her traveling journey and see what she's doing, be sure to follow her on Instagram and YouTube. Links are in the show notes to follow her travels. Thank you again, Catherine, for your time and best of luck to you and your future travels. Thank you to everyone for listening today. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, and leave a written review. I hope you all have a great week. We will see you again on the next episode of The Backpacking Experience. Backpacking Experience.